by the time everybody's listening to this, it's Friday again. Then Saturday, Sunday, work. It's Friday again. Streamers, welcome into another edition of Streamer Season, the exclusive streaming platform TV and movie podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. It's KB and Dylan coming at you. We got more Ted Lasso to break down. We would have had more White House plumbers to break down, but we'll get into all of that. HBO Max is now Max, and we'll get into everybody's favorite segment, the streaming platform Multiverse News and Notes. But before we get started, be sure to follow us on the socials at StreamerSZN, Twitter, Instagram. Follow Dylan on Twitter at Dylan Mazzola. Follow Christian on Twitter at the Wiz underscore PHI. And follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Dylan, say the line. The line is that wherever you get those podcasts, you should be able to leave reviews and or comments like YouTube. And then you should end those reviews and comments. Obviously say nice things. Give us some likes some subscribes, you know, five stars. But also let us know what you want us to watch next. Uh, we're kind of, uh, today's a good example. Kyle and I are having issues with Max, formerly known as HBO Max. So no plumbers. Um, and Kyle's rapidly chugging along and. Oh no! <laughs> Someone tried calling me. They don't know my schedule. It's earlier than usual. People call our recording. Um, anywho, let us know what you want us to watch. Uh, we definitely have open slots. So if it you know captivizes me, Kyle, and Christian, we can put it on our schedule. Yeah, well, hopefully be. Uh, I'll hopefully have time this weekend to sit down and update our Letterbox account as well. Follow us on Letterbox. Uh, and DJ is going to be in town. He's going to be in studio uh, the next week and a half or so. Um, we're planning on going and seeing. I'm going to see Guardians for the second time because uh, DJ hasn't seen it. He was like, would you be down to see Guardians? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'd be down to see Guardians. So anybody who wants to come see Guardians with us. Um, and then I am 100% seeing Burt Kreischer's movie this weekend, The Machine. Go for Have it. Have to see it. Mark Hamill is playing Burt's dad. I I need to, to see this movie. I think it is true. Like from the trailer alone, I think this could be like the revival of like the action comedy movie where we're not getting the the boring, no offense, like the the rock and Kevin Hart buddy cop type movies and all that kind of stuff. I truly think Burt Kreischer's The Machine movie is going to like help save the comedy movie scene. I'm all for that, if it can do that. It's a very daunting task, but hopefully it can be the film to do that for us. So let us know if you're going to the movies this weekend uh, as well. Leave it in the YouTube comment section and subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of this show, every show on our network. You get clips, live streams, shorts, interviews, all that good stuff on our channel. We have finally surpassed 500 subscribers. Let's go. We're at 504. The road to 600 now underway, obviously. And we uh, are on that road to 1,000, where if we get to 1,000, Dylan's cosplaying this October at New York Comic Con. Yes, sir. Costume of your choice in the comments section. I'll be watching season one of Game of Thrones if I can get on to Max. Yeah. <laughs> This is where you put HBO Max. If we had one. <laughs> pending pending Max re-login uh, via my cable provider. Um, 
But yeah, go subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at underground sports Philadelphia, and go get your merch from PHI Apparel Company, the exclusive home to all Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast merch. And they provide unique designs and high quality clothing for the great fans of Philly and our podcast network with their original designs for all. There's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd. You already you guys already know when you go to the movie theater, you should be rocking your streamer season hoodie. Rocking your yeah. streamer season shirts. They're the most comfortable pieces of clothing you will own. And we're working on some new stuff for the summertime. So stay tuned for that. Listeners can use our promo code underground for 10% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. Plus, you get free shipping. phiapparel.co, code underground for 10% off your merch orders. And tag us when you get your merch. We want to see where you're rocking your merch from. We'll retweet it. We'll repost it. And PHI Apparel Company will be thrilled to see uh, our merch being slung around uh, the streaming platform, Multiverse. Uh, But Dylan, let's get into Ted Lasso Season 2, Episodes 3, 4, and 5. I was a little thrown off because I remembered this season all the way back in 2021. Uh, it was like a summer release, so I was a little thrown off that there was a Christmas episode in the mix. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, damn! I guess this came out during Christmas time." And then I was looking at the release dates, and I was like, "No, I'm completely wrong. That episode came out in August." Um, <laughs> but right in the middle of the season now for season two, slowly but surely catching up to the people uh, that are watching Ted Lasso season three uh, on a week by week basis. Getting there. We're getting there. Um, but we are going to start with episode three of season two. It's do the rightest thing. Uh, Ezra Edelman, Ashley Nicole Black are the ones that headlined in terms of working on writing and directing this episode. And the team does not take kindly to Jamie Tart's return no, in this episode. They are not thrilled. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, rightfully so. He was kind of a prick earlier on in the show and very self-centered and not uh, a team player. And uh, this is all despite his attempts to apologize for his past behavior. On Keeley's advice, Jamie visits Sharon. 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 (laughs) Sharon. uh, Sassy's daughter and Rebecca's goddaughter, Nora, comes to visit and spends a day with Rebecca at work. Sam participates in a photo shoot for Dubai Air, the team's sponsor, but later learns from his father that Dubai Air is owned by an oil company polluting his home country of Nigeria, He withdraws from the ad campaign, prompting pressure on Rebecca from Dubai Air to fire Sam, but she holds firm at Nora's urging. During Richmond's next game, Sam and fellow Nigerian players Isaac and Winchester cover their uniforms, Dubai Air logos with tape and protest, and then Jamie Tart leads the rest of the team to follow suit. Ted Ted lets Sam speak about Dubai Air's malfeasance. That's your word of the day. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> and the Nigerian government's corruption during the post-game press conference. Jamie toasts Sam for his courage, and the two reconcile as they have finally broken the tie streak with a loss. Yeah, they were tied quite a few games. Uh, I, I like straight. For, yeah, for the fact that it explored the aspect of like letting athletes like stand for something and speak their mind and speak their piece, not just the textbook, uh, shut up and, you know, dribble, kick, whatever people say online. That's usually not nice or polite. Uh, mm-hmm. And I do like how the team kind of rallies behind it as well. Like, it's not just one player trying to make a stand. It's seeming, seamlessly the whole team kind of rallies behind Sam. Yeah, and it's one of those things that, like, hits you on a real-life perspective because not – too shortly, you know, before this season aired, you know, during its original airing, everything was happening in 2020. Athletes, you know, trying to take a stand for social justice issues, everything that, like, rightfully so, like, they're humans. They should have that platform and have a larger platform than most. Um, so to see this kind of brought into the TV space as well um, and, and using that and showing like the, the power of the athletes platform was pretty cool. Agreed. I very much like that aspect. And I just, I, I remember really enjoying the episode for a lot of reasons. It just felt, felt grounded in a good way. Like, like realistic in terms of like how athletes should be able to use their platforms. 
hundred percent. I really enjoyed this episode. It was very fun. Um, kind of like the episode that gets the season's ball rolling. Um, so I enjoyed it. And uh, what would you what would you rate this episode, Dylan? I'm going to pull up some of the the critical consensus on this one as we go to um, probably like up there. I feel like it was one of the better ones of the season. If I don't, if I do recall, but I would probably say like an eight point six. Yeah, got an A minus from Miles McNutt of the AV Club, um, who who said by introducing more conflict, do the rightest thing is the most substantive episode of the season thus far. Uh, in part because newly introduced elements like Doctor Fieldstone and Jamie's rearrival naturally fit their way into the story. Ted Lasso has a great way of threading stories through episodes, which we mentioned last week um as well and rebecca running into roy gets us an update on her dating life which keely's promotion of banter the dating app yeah (laughs) (laughs) reinforces while jamie attempts uh to talk to keely um brings him into dr fieldstone's office as though it's just part of the workplace and it was like an emphasis on like mental health even more too which i thought was pretty cool no, the whole the whole fact that this season they have their own psychiatrist, like their own, I mean, their person to talk to is interesting, and that's why I like Ted Lasso. Like, it's very much a happy show, but it's also very much a sad show. But it does it in the right balance in terms of it. It, it brings you down and it builds you back up, and sometimes it doesn't always bring you back up right away, as you're probably starting to realize. But it's like necessary emotions, you know? Like you can't. I don't know. Like. You can have a show that's like always happy, but that only serves a certain like mood or, or median or mindset. If you have a show that's freaking like real like this in terms of like that can kind of give you a roller coaster of emotions, like that, mm-hmm. like that's probably why it's doing so well. And that, and so many, like you're a newer watch, like, you know, like audience member for it. Granted, you're now getting pretty close to caught up, but like you're seeing it, how it applies. Like there are tons of people I know that watch this show. that don't don't even necessarily like, like sports per se or like soccer. And they like the show. And that's a testament to that, you know? Yeah. I I think they like, we talked about it last week, the way they're able to intertwine storylines where it still feels cohesive is so flawless. And it's one of the rare instances where like they pull it off without fail. Because that's definitely an art. We've watched several shows that we, we've reviewed on here, and there's also shows that we've watched, you and I, and talked about where they don't do that, and it, that's why we've got some things we've gotten lower scores in life, because it feels like a clusterfuck, pardon my French, but this does not. It feels almost like a... Ma- I would almost use the word masterpiece in terms of how well it's able to balance all these stories and make it seem cohesive. Yeah, because we even talk about it a ton with, like, uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars, which you and I both love. We think it's one of the better Star Wars properties out there. But we mentioned it when we were doing The Mandalorian Season 3. Like There were episodes in there that if you watched The Clone Wars, you appreciated what happened in that episode of The Mandalorian. But if you didn't, you were like, where the fuck is this coming from? And yeah. Clone Wars did that to you a lot through seven seasons where it's like, bang, 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 like four or five episodes of like plot, storyline, whole nine yards and then out of the blue let's go on a buddy cop episode with r2d2 and c3po like just out of nowhere and it's like how does this fit with the storyline what is happening bring me back to my 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 plot that i was building with general grievous and and count dooku and everything it was it was one of those things that you kind of just had to get used to with that and remember that with rebels like it almost was a uh it was a Cartoon Network show at one point where it was, you know, week by week and they were just, you know, putting it on as a, a kid's like Saturday morning cartoon type thing. Yeah. Which is that's that's very evident of what, we, of what you just described. Like the fact that it's like serious, some adult adult elements and they're like, yay, beach episode. That's a very popular um, joke in, in anime. They always have beach episodes and there's nothing happens. It's always just filler. And that's pretty much the same thing with Filoni's, Filoni's universe with, like, what Kyle said, random buddy cop, or, as I joked, random side quest episodes in terms of, like, just randomness happening that really don't matter at all. Yeah, 100%. So, I'm also going to give this episode an 8.6. Um, big fan of it. I thought okay. it, it really gets the ball rolling for this season. So, that's an 8.6 overall for uh, episode 3 of season 2 of Ted Lasso. Which then brings us to 
Episode four. It's almost the, the August thirteenth <laughs> Christmas episode, which I gotta start it off with. Absolutely loved the uh, nod to the traditional Christmas movies like the Rudolphs and the Frosties and stuff like that with the uh, animation intro that this episode delivered with. Oh yeah, this one's getting a higher score for that. <laughs> Absolutely loved it, and um, I I thought that was a nice little touch for like it being like the Christmas episode, uh, which I feel like this is an episode you just have to watch at Christmas now. Season two of Ted Lasso is a Christmas show. Facts. <laughs> Debate your mothers. <laughs> She's not here right now. <laughs> Leave a message after the beep. <laughs> beep. Hi, mom. <laughs> hey, I miss you. <laughs> last was this Christmas show. Bye. Oh, that's great. Uh, so during Christmas, Ted unsuccessfully tries to spend time over the phone with Henry and Michelle and becomes dejected and starts drinking afterwards. Rebecca, sad. suspecting Ted would feel alone in his post-divorce Christmas, brings him along to give gifts to underprivileged children across town. Roy and Keeley learn Phoebe's classmate is bullying her for bad breath. Oh, my God. I loved that. I loved watching Roy smell it and go, Ugh! and then she like starts crying and you feel bad, but he's like, it just smells really bad. <laughs> they trace the problem to the antihistamine she takes for a cat allergy and take Phoebe to make amends with her bully using handwritten notes, which was very, very funny. That is the, the famous meme of just moving all the cards, looking yeah, in the window. From the movie Love Actually. Yeah. Another Christmas nod. Very true. Um, so then Higgins and his family host a Christmas party for foreign players who are unable to visit their families oh, at home. So wholesome, that whole... It's so uplifting. It was like, it was a, this was like one of the best in the, in the show, like feel-good episodes. Like this one was definitely more happy than sad. I mean, the Ted aspect of it was pretty sad, but everything else was really happy. Like, you know, like the Christmas and resolving the bad breath, which is funny, and the whole, like Kyle said, the nods to the other Christmas movies is a great touch. It wasn't too campy. Like, I don't think it was overdone. I think it was just right where you, like, insert Leo meme, like, oh, oh, that's that movie. That's that Christmas movie. <laughs> didn't, didn't ruin it. Like, oh, this is just knockoff of Rudolph or knockoff of, you know, Jingle All the Way or whatever random. Right. Thing. Like, I I absolutely loved it. And then uh, Ted and Rebecca joined the party performing Christmas. Baby, please come home. Uh, with a street band they gave money to earlier on the road outside the Higgins house. Um, we got, uh, what they call, Lead Tasso in the beginning yeah. when he's drinking. <laughs> um, I love this episode. This was It was so, like you said, it was just so good across the board. Wholesome. The, the the animation in the beginning and then the nods to Christmas episodes and I remember how happy I felt watching this very much I loved it yeah it was it was a very very well done episode um very wholesome and I also absolutely love just the cutting away too that we get now with Roy Kent being on TV to the Premier League coverage and he just does not give a fuck <laughs> says all the FCC no nos. <laughs> You respect him for it. You gotta love him. Um, that's one of my favorite cutaways uh, of this season so far, which is absolutely hilarious. Um, the critical reviews on this one, it received uh, critical acclaim. Miles McNutt of the AV Club gave it an A and wrote, Carol of the Bells is undoubtedly crowd-pleasing, if not necessarily an instant Christmas classic. I certainly will never turn down an opportunity to spend quality time with these characters just hanging out but I left this welcome respite for the holidays a bit anxious to see how the second half of the team season and the remaining eight episodes of the show's season will take the building blocks from the first few episodes and expand on them, which I think is if, if we were watching this episode by episode, I feel like we would have felt the same way where yeah. it's like, okay, here's a nice little mid season Christmas episode. Where is this going to take us next? Um, so I totally get that as like the week by week consensus there for this episode. But when you're watching it just straight through, it is it is just a flawless piece of, of Christmas uh, joy and cheer. 
Yeah, and that's uh, that's the whole point about Christmas themed stuff. It's to make you like literally feel good. Like you're supposed to feel like warm and fuzzy inside. It's supposed to invoke emotion, give you a sense of nostalgia. You know, all those all those good feelings, and it definitely does that and more. Um, so I I'm gonna give this one a nine point two. There you go. And you gave it a nine. Nine, yes, sir. So that'll be a nine point one there for Carol of the Bells, quick, which is episode four of Ted Lasso season two, which brings us to episode five of season two of Ted Lasso. And before we keep it pushing, got to talk to you guys about our friends over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. I have new blue light glasses on the way. I have new sunglasses that came a few weeks ago. They're simply the best. They have a, a look and a style for any event, any type of vibe you're trying to hit. And Cut Tomahawk Shades, they're they're doing it for a fraction of the big eyewear companies. And they are a much more quality product. Tomahawk Shades, they got sunglasses, blue light glasses, prescription lenses, ski goggles to protect your eyes in all types of weather, all types of situations. Can't talk. The ski goggles thing is nuts, by the way. It's so cool. Um, so go to tomahawkshades.com, fill up your cart, get everything you need for the summer, protect your eyes when you're watching your favorite shows and movies. And when you go to check out, use code USP for 25% off your order. That's an absurd code, first of all. Second, it's already an affordable price, and we're giving you 25% off that affordable price. Tomahawkshades.com. Code USP for twenty five percent off your order. What they call this? This episode titled "Rainbow," um, a very interesting episode, and I think it uh, it answered everybody from the AV Club's questions, where it, it kind of sparks uh, a lot to do with kind of the inner workings of AFC Richmond in this episode, uh, as Nate timidly tries and fails to book a window seat at his parents' favorite restaurant for their anniversary. After Rebecca and Keely teach Nate how to be more assertive and confident, I couldn't help but think about when Plankton is trying to teach SpongeBob how to be aggressive and assertive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the ice cream. You can have it. That's okay. You used me for <laughs> land development. That wasn't nice. Classic. Uh, he successfully obtains the window reservation. Rebecca becomes interested in her new match on Banter, an anonymous dating app co-owned by Keeley and sponsoring Richmond. Richmond continues to struggle in part due to Captain Isaac's anxiety hampering his leadership. Yes, Roy helps him by taking he and Ted to a field near his childhood home and having Isaac play a pickup match with neighborhood footballers, reminding him to have fun while playing. While commentating on his Soccer Saturday show, Roy watches a newly enthusiastic Isaac on the pitch and realizes he misses being involved with the game. He abruptly leaves the broadcast and makes his way to Richmond Stadium, uh, dislocated his knee on the way or yeah. something of that nature. That was, that was gross. <laughs> the whole time. Fuck. 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 Classic. Classic. Come on, dude. Uh, and he joins Ted's coaching staff to the applause of Richmond supporters and Nate's chagrin, uh, where we get, uh, he's there. He's, he's here. He's there. He's every fucking, he's Roy Kent. Um, this episode was hilarious. It had a lot of the reasoning why I think Christian kind of teased to me why I'm not going to like Nate, uh, very much longer. You told me this as well. And you kind of get a little bit more breadcrumbs on that in this episode. He's an he's a uh, annoying character, to say the least. Um, the, the the way this episode is pulled off too, where it is, um, it's centered around Nate, and then you still have the storyline focus around the team. But then you get main plot development with Roy Kent's character. I'm turning around Nate, but I still have some storylines I actually care about. Did I, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they just did a seamless and flawless job once again with the interworkings and intertwinings of multiple storylines, not getting you confused, not getting you lost, 
throughout the whole storytelling process, and it makes you fall in love with Roy Kent even more. Yeah, Roy Kent, you if you didn't like him at this point, you now love him like the rest of us. And you're I think we're all locked in with Roy Kent for the foreseeable future after that episode. Yeah, it was um it was hilarious too. You know, you see this watch, you get me you get me the stadium in ten minutes, it's yours. Yeah, I love that. It's how dedicated and how driven he was to get back to the game he loves. And I think I related to when his knee popped out because that has happened to me and I put it back into place myself as well. But the way they, they overemphasized the cracking and like the the reinsertion <laughs> to place of yeah. Roy Kent's knee was so <laughs> gross. I was like, oh, owie. Hachi Machi. Uh, so, Dylan, for the episode Rainbow, Roy Kent now joins the fold on the coaching staff. We're kind of progressing to the mid-season point as this season is 12 episodes. So we'll see uh, how things progress now with Roy there. And then you also have the uh, the interworking battle now, it seems, between Nate and Roy. What is your score for Rainbow. Um, I would also give it like an eight. Uh, actually, mm, 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 I give it like 8.9. I think it's really gonna, good. Really good. Yeah, I'm going to give it. I think I'm going to give it an 8.9 as well. Uh, I, think I think this episode's good. super solid. Yes, agreed. I think it's not as good as last episode, but I don't think it's that. I don't think it's really that any, any, any worse. It's just. I just don't like Nate. And <laughs> so maybe that's what hampers it. Uh, but no, I think 8.9 is a pretty fair score for that. 100%. So there is uh, our next rundown of Ted Lasso. Hopefully next week we will have uh, a few more episodes, if not pretty close to wrapping up uh, this season and moving on to season three and being that much closer to catching up to the people. Um, but we move right along to the Max streaming launch issues i'm gonna try and do this on my computer live right now dylan uh by clicking my uh my cable provider because that's how i have access to max um yeah looking here people are listening people want more uh of course it's not gonna let me sign in um because that's what we're talking about here it's brought to you by our friends over at w energy They've been keeping us energized while Max isn't working. Uh, at least something works, and that's Dubby's formula on going to war on big energy. They may need to go to war on Max and get them to fix some things. Dubby uh, is is awesome. They uh, they post, post it on Twitter. Unfortunately, one of their flavors for the foreseeable future is out of commission and retired due to uh, the warehouse that they were getting it created in. Uh was like folding and they took all the money from w2 which is just super unfortunate and super scummy um so the passion fruit or the the passion joy tea is uh rest in peace uh for now um but i i love that they're so transparent with their customers with their partners and, and just letting you know this is what's going on this is what's happening there's yeah. no secrets to hide i love that from from w and more <laughs> companies should be like that I was gonna say, yeah, it's, it's refreshing. You almost want to see more companies doing what what you're describing because you you want you know if you're gonna pay for their product, you want to feel like they're with you. You know, like you don't want to be alienated. Like I recently bought something. I'm not gonna say what they were because no free ads. Um, and the product was damaged, and said company gave me a full refund essentially, and only a part of the product was damaged. So I essentially got another thing for free. But that's the kind of stuff as a consumer you remember. So my point is by W doing that, being a great sponsor to us and being very transparent to any of the people who, who consume their product, that's how you get people to come back to you because they feel you know, you're trusted in, in a good company. And W was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crash. Their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented NeuroFactor, which has been clinically proven to upgrade your brain performance by up to 143 percent dubby contains no calories no sugar no maltodextrin fillers no artificial color so you don't have that that red 40 that yellow 38 none of that garbage 
that is, uh, you know, artificial and, and making things junky. Plus, Dubby just tastes delicious. It is some of the best, uh, like, flavors packing a punch out there from their Dragonade, uh, which is dragon fruit strawberry lemonade. Their newest flavor, Calio Cream, which tastes just like a, an orange creamsicle. The Big Energy Tears, which is the blue raspberry flavor. Push and Punch. Galaxy Grenade, which is uh, guava, lime, and watermelon. The Dub Sludge, which is your Granny Smith apple and secret sauce flavor. And Ooh. one of my personal favorites, the Beach and Peach, which is white peach mango. It's absolutely tasty. They also have their, uh, their Hydro Hydration Caffeine Free uh, strawberry banana flavor. If you want to kick the caffeine and just need right. something to hydrate you, they got the strawberry banana flavor out there. They've got awesome shakers. They've got pretty cool stickers. They've got mouse pads available now. Awesome merch shakers, all nine yards. Go to w.gg and use code underground for 10% off any and all orders from our friends over at Dubby. It's a super effective way to support everything we're doing. So go get your 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 clean energy. Clean up your energy game clean. with our friends at Dubby. And go to W.GG. Use code underground for 10% off your order. If you guys are, are listening week by week, you know Dylan and I have started White House Plumbers on the newly now named Max, formerly known as HBO Max. Um, We did not get to watch this week's episode. Due to the switchover from HBO Max to Max, there's a lot to, to break down in this from what we saw on the socials and, and just our own personal experiences now. Because I think you and I are the same. We both get it through our cable, right? Uh, I believe, yes. And it won't let me sign on on my Xbox or my phone. And I don't know why. <laughs> so I get HBO Max as part of my cable package. Uh, here at home and normally i can just go into my voice remote say hbo max brings me right to it i'm logged in ready to rock and roll today as we were getting ready i was going to watch white house plumbers this afternoon to get set for the show go to voice remote hbo max brings me to the new max screen and it's saying i have to log back in and i'm like okay i guess this makes sense since it's you know a turnover a new yeah. Uh, update, if you will. So I go to do what you're supposed to do. Scan the little QR code. Brings you to the page. You click your cable provider. And then it's supposed to refresh your TV. And bring you right to the screen to get into your account. Well, I did that about six times, everybody. And I think Dylan probably did the same, if not more. Yeah, I tried it the other night. And it just brings you right back to the screen to sign in again. Every single goddamn time. It's um... so we are locked out of Max right now. If there's anybody who works for Max or HBO Max or whatever you want to call it, Discovery Plus, whatever oh, wow. it may be, we would love to talk to you and figure out why the fuck we're locked out of our accounts. This is like we we have had so many issues with this whole switching over to Max and everything like. I, I I personally don't care about the merger of the content happening. It's just why one, why do we have to rebrand to just Max? Two, I sent it in the group chat and I was cracking up. The fact that it's two separate apps now and they didn't just update the, the singular HBO Max app to Max. Yeah. I don't know why that that would like why would you think there's just Yeah, exactly. I can't even put in words, but you're right. It's just like what are you doing? It's like think about things before like it, it blows my mind when companies are like hey we have this brand new launch that's going to happen on this day like they're giving you the specific date that it's happening so you should be ready to to be prepared for everything that's going to happen and then that date comes and there's so many issues so many technical issues bugs whatever it may be delays and that happened with HBO and we've known about this for months yeah, it's and they still aren't ready for it to be in working order. Yeah, it just kind of makes you question, and like, where is your uh, priorities at, Mister HBO people? Um, and it just, uh, it's, you know, it makes you it makes you upset. It makes you annoyed because we can't talk about the show that we're watching. So, and it was just getting good. 
It was getting good. Hopefully, Kyle and I get to conclude it. And this is pretty much all we have for this section because we're just freaking talking about. There's, there's that, and I, I do want to talk more about the the app portion of it because I saw that tweet and I was like, mind bottled. Like any other app that is switching over from one singularity and updating to a new thing, you just update the old app. You change the interface there. And you keep it moving. True. The fact that there's still an HBO Max app that when you download it, it says <laughs> just sign. It takes you to a screen to download the Max app. That just feels you. Know, you want to talk about a waste of money? It's right there for you. Yeah. Yeah. All these companies, streaming platform companies, which pay the writers. You'd be able to pay the writers if you didn't have two fucking apps running, and one is just a. a billboard to say hey go download our new app well yeah and let's not act like like their their interface has always been kind of shoddy even before they changed so i just i think it's just gotten worse you know what i mean like with with the change which is annoying so i don't know that's uh, about all we got for max because uh we can't do if you or somebody you know is also having these problems with HBO Max slash Max since the switch over, uh, please leave a comment in the YouTube comment section. Let Dylan and I know if we're doing something wrong. If you use HBO um, through your cable provider or if you're having these same issues and, and you need a place to to vent and, and get your frustrations out, Leave it in the YouTube comment section because we want to know that we're not just crazy in here all on an island by ourselves. Please help us out. Which brings us to everybody's favorite segment. It is the streaming platform, Multiverse News and Notes, brought to you by our awesome friends over at Kenwood Beer, Dylan's favorite beverage of choice when he's trying to log in to the new Max interface. You guys can go to KenwoodBeer.com, check out the Kenny Tracker to see who has Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. It's 4.1% ABV, just 127 calories, 10 grams of carbs, the best light beer on the planet. You can get it at your local Philadelphia area liquor store, or if you're in eastern Pennsylvania, you can get it at your local Whole Foods. Light body, light calories, plenty of flavor, the best light beer on the gosh darn planet. Must be 21 or older to do so, and of course, please drink responsibly. They just did a nice little brand refresh as well, Dylan. And on their Instagram, they posted this, and I feel like it fits our show, so I feel like we should start off the news with this fun uh, little okay. segment here. Uh, this is uh, Original Thought number 532. Don't give in to the tyranny of convention. Just because nobody you know has a TV in their bathroom doesn't mean it's a bad idea. Think original, drink original, Kenwood beer. Uh, best place you've ever seen a TV, Dylan? Best place I've ever seen a TV? Probably would have to be... I don't know. I have a TV on my porch, and I watch the Phillies games out there. So that's clutch. I've been trying to convince the Madre to uh, get that in action here. An outdoor TV. It's, it's taking a little while. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping soon because lines the out outdoor TVs are clutch. I would be out there all the time. Uh, I do feel like I don't know if this is like a Mandela effect, but I do feel like I've seen a, a television in my lifetime in person in a bathroom. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's possible. I do feel like I have. Um, but in the YouTube comment section or tweet at us, best place you've ever seen a TV, uh, we'll retweet and share the best ones. Um, but Dylan, let's get into the news and notes. As we mentioned, HBO Max is now Max um, and is giving us absolutely tons of issues. Um, but... All of these old school Disney IPs, Dylan, they are getting released into the Creative Commons place as uh, a gory horror Cinderella movie is in the works. What? That, some... that pumpkin going eat her. Yeah, that's probably, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. She did. Uh, Jonathan Schwartz says Secret Invasion is inspired by the Winter Soldier, but takes that a step further. What? I like that. I like what? the sound of that. I like the sound of that secret invasion, uh, secret invasion, man, uh, starts streaming on Disney plus no free ads. Uh, but we will be covering that show in depth, uh, on June 21st, um, moving right along Dylan after 20 years, clone high has returned with new episodes. Uh, unfortunately they are on max. Fuck. Um, why, why, why can't we just have nice things? Why, why can't we have nice things? Why can't we have nice things? Looking here, uh, Renette, Renate Reinsev, Rise V, I apologize, uh, has been cast alongside Pedro Pascal in <laughs> Zach Kreger's Weapons. Oh, Pedro. Um, this will be very interesting here. We got another merger uh, of streaming platforms mishmashing together, but I feel like this has been happening for a while with these two. Paramount Plus with Showtime will launch on June 27th at $11.99 per month. The Showtime over-the-top app will be shuttered by the end of the year, so Paramount and Showtime uh, doing the tango now. I'm okay with that. I mean, yeah, but you you, you are right though. I feel like that was rumored for. Uh, our girl Ming Na Wen, she will receive a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame uh, on May 30th. Rightfully deserved. Yeah, dude, she's killing it. Um, looking here, right along. Uh, where did it go? Where did it go? Uh, Alan Richson says he took over the role in Fast X that Keanu Reeves was in talks for. Tough act to follow. Uh, okay. <laughs> I guess. Uh, looking here, this is just a funny haha, not funny weird. Uh, Pedro Almodovar's Strange Way of Life. Based on 16 reviews, this is the Ethan Hawke, Pedro Pascal kind of new era interpretation of Brokeback Mountain almost. Um, 16 reviews, Dylan. Can you guess the tomato meter score? 69. Yep. <laughs> nice. Works. <laughs> the internet works in ways that does not disappoint. That is absolutely just perfect. Um, Sam Levinson responds to whether his portrayal of female sexuality in the idol is revolutionary or taken too far. This is the, uh, the show with the weekend. Um, sometimes things that might be revolutionary are taken too far is what he said. Interesting. Um, looking here, Denis Villeneuve, your guy, Dylan, you love him, uh, from Dune, uh, Christian's absolute savior and Lord. Uh, says Florence Pugh, Zendaya, Timothy Chalamet, and Austin Butler, quote, will be the new power in Hollywood. These strong, charismatic figures will drag people back to the theater. We've been saying this forever. Yeah, Timothy Chalamet is awesome. Florence Pugh is a freaking rock star. Um, Zendaya is also a rock star in her own ways. Um, yeah, no, they, uh, they're young. And, and I Austin think Butler's been doing it since... His Hannah yep. Montana days right into his uh-huh, 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 his Elvis. Not to not to bring up any past trauma for you. Oh, God. No. <laughs> no, it's a good point, though. Seriously, like, Austin Butler as well. I almost forgot about him. But no, it, it, there's a good young wave of actors, and there's a good, there's a bunch of good, like, talented younger actors out there that are good enough to bring people back. But I think those are definitely the, the big names. Yeah, and they're, like, they're in that age demographic that they are young and relatable yeah and they're like attractive at like um not like well not physical well, physically yes but i'm saying they're attractive in terms of like what they bring like what, what they right. the they're talents not, that they bring the age that they are like they're not like just turning 18 so they're not like yeah turning, like child stars they're young adults they're young they're adults so it's like they all kinds of films uh 
releasing on Netflix June 22nd. I don't know if this piques your interest at all. Dylan Skull Island. It's a new series set within the MonsterVerse, which is the uh, the kaijus of King Kong, Godzilla, and everything. It's an Skull animated show. Is from Scooby Doo, brother. Soinks. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Skull Island, a new series set within the MonsterVerse, releases June 22nd on Netflix. It is kind of uh, it's animated for sure. I don't know if it's exactly anime. I'm intrigued nonetheless. I'll go. I'll give anything a try. Just, but uh, this is the cool stuff that I think James Gunn is also putting in in motion with DC, and to see the MonsterVerse kind of doing this too, where animated stuff is canon to stuff that's happening in your live action movies and stuff like that i enjoy that and we got a taste of that with marvel with what if where a lot of it we've kind of seen it trickle now into the live action mcu um i think i think it just adds depth to your universe that you're building with all of these you know say what you want about universes and movies and stuff but there are established ones and i think if you add new elements to them like having canon animated programming it only enhances what you're able to do and so what you're able to do and it brings different people along to support the projects and the worlds that you're like connecting, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. Um, here's one of our favorite topics to talk about Dylan. Netflix has begun their crackdown on account sharing. It will cost seven 99 per month extra <laughs> to add another user to your account. If users do not pay their Netflix account will be blocked. Block this. No. <laughs> um, no. I. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. Not a fan. Not a no. fan. Um, we got the opening couch gag for the 750th episode of The Simpsons. Dude, what a run that show has been on. I keep forgetting it's a thing, and I'm not, it's, I'm not knocking it. It's just like I don't think about it anymore. You know, like it's not like it's not something I run to. I'm not like, yo, let's play the Simpsons. You know what I mean? Like it's just mm-hmm. like, well, that's fucking crazy. Part of my French, but that's it's that's nuts. nuts. Uh, Matt Barry is in talks to star in the live action Minecraft movie alongside Jason Momoa. Hello, Super Smash Brothers universe, because we all know <laughs> Steve is in Smash. I forgot. I always forget about this movie too, but it is part of my head canon of the Smash universe. Shut up! <laughs> Stop it. Aliens. Yep, that's you. With the trolley day meme. Uh, Christopher Nolan ensured Oppenheimer was historically accurate by one, recreating Los Alamos; two, hiring scientists as extras; three, reproducing bomb tests with no CGI. Four, filming inside Manhattan Project buildings, including Oppenheimer's home. Love that. <laughs> what a menace. Menace indeed, good friend. Uh, Neil Gaiman made a speech this week at the picket line of the Writers Guild of America strike. Also, Dude, I hope you get that resolved soon for the sake of all. Uh, yeah. Just writers. pay the goddamn writers, goddammit. Um, also, we are fully open to having any writers who just want a platform to come speak. Um, yeah. The some some more bad news for Max Dylan. The Idol, the weekend's uh, show that is on Max that we can't watch because we're not accessing our accounts. Uh, it debuts at. I'm going to make you guess what it debuted at uh, based on 11 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think the percentage score is? For for what again? There's the new the new show. This is the show called The Idol. Um, it's kind of like in that like euphoria headspace of like seventy that that type of vibe. Um, with the weekend, uh, I'm gonna need you to go way lower than seventy. Forty five. Keep on going. Twenty five. Keep it pushing. Fifteen. You're close. 12? Keep going. 10? A little bit lower now. 7? 
A little higher. Nine? Nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. God. That's so bad that when we get our access to our Max accounts again, I feel like we have to watch it just to see why it's so bad. I don't know if I want Just the first episode. To be like, why is this so bad? That's like emoji movie level bad. I think I'm scared to watch it. (laughs) Oh God, man, that's crazy. That's that's nuts. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's the mo- the show with uh, The Weeknd and Lily Rose Depp. Yeah, uh, I think the trailer that I had to watch for it looked uncomfortably sensual. And then the fact that it's getting those reviews doesn't really, doesn't really surprise me. Dylan coming to Prime Video June 1st. One of the most memeable characters online of all time. I'm going to make you guess. By the way I'm looking at the webcam, be sure to be watching on YouTube. Memeable characters? Who's... Well, The Rock does that when he smells stuff, but he's the... No bitches? (laughs) (laughs) Megamind releases on Prime Video on June 1st. Shout out to our boy Alex Farrell. That's a, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, now filming Good Burger 2. Welcome to Good Burger. Um, looking here as we move right along. Ryan Gosling says, Ken wasn't really on my bucket list, but in fairness, I don't have a bucket list, so I thought I'd give it a shot. That is the most Ryan Gosling quote of all time. We appreciate the honesty, Sir Ryan. Um, as we keep pushing here. Hey. Um, Kristen Stewart, Josh O'Connor, and Elle Fanning will star in Kareem Inuzis. Next film, Rosebush Pruning. All one word. Uh, the dark satire film follows a young man suffering from epilepsy who plots the murders of his dysfunctional family. Oh, okay. That's something. <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. Um, Pedro Pascal. We, we've had this We've had this quote before with Oscar Isaac, so I'm preparing you for what we're about to endure. Pedro Pascal, I'm being called Daddy Online, Dylan. This comes okay. from The Hollywood Reporter. Okay. I'm having fun with it. The daddy thing seems a little role-related. There was a period where the Mandalorian is very daddy to baby Grogu, and Joel is very daddy to Ellie. These are daddy parts. The fuck? (laughs) I mean, he's right, but wrong. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Uh, American-born Chinese starring Michelle Yeoh, Ki Huey Kwan, uh, Stephanie Su, Ben Wong, and Daniel Wu is now streaming on Disney+. They essentially just took the cast of Everything Everywhere All at Once and put it on Disney. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, Ted Lasso Season 3 ends next week. Shit. We'll be able to binge through everything there. Um, And then we'll be ready for Season 4 to watch it week by week. Um, Looking here... Uh, the Little Mermaid is tracking to earn two hundred million to two hundred five million in the film's worldwide opening weekend. Huh? I forgot. Pretty impressive. Uh, looking here. How about that? Uh, Warner Brothers will reverse the decision to lump film directors and writers under a single creator's heading on Max. Thank you, you idiots. That's yeah. why we have writers on strike. You fucking morons. Pretty much. They'll never learn. They'll never learn. Uh, to follow up on the idol, Dylan, it is currently the lowest rated HBO series of all time on Rotten Tomatoes with 17%. Like, you have to try to be that bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, we lost the legend uh, this week as well. At the age of 83, Tina Turner has sadly passed away. Absolute yeah. icon. Um, 
sending our our condolences and love to her family and friends. And she will never be forgotten because she has amazing banger hits of of music songs, new music videos. Um, and yeah, it's tragic, but. Uh, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater has been announced for the PS5, Dylan. All I'm going to say is Aliens. Aliens. Uh, moving right along here. We got our first, the, the new Spider-Man 2 video game, uh, had its, like, kind of release at the Sony Expo. So we got our first look at Craven in uh, Insomniac Spider-Man 2. And we got some look at some gameplay from Spider-Man 2 as well, which releases this fall. Uh, and we got our first gameplay teaser of Symbiote Spider-Man. The game looks awesome. Yeah, it does look really cool. Um, uh, must add for me, probably. Looking here. Rebel Wilson says she auditioned last year for a role in the next James Bond film. Interesting. Good for her. Um, as we keep it moving, James Cameron reportedly said that he has started writing a new Terminator movie. However, he is waiting to see how AI develops in the real world before continuing the script. Interesting. <laughs> Man, out of the. Uh... Just a. James Cameron, man. Uh, we have the Barbie soundtrack, Dylan. It includes artists Lizzo, Haim, Ava Max, Dua Lipa, Ice Spice, Charlie XCX, Tame Impala, Ryan Gosling, The Kid Leroy, and you can't have a Barbie movie with a Barbie soundtrack without the Barb, Nicki Minaj. gonna slay i guess i don't know what else to say and we keep pushing here idris elba stars in the first trailer for hijack series premieres on june 28th on apple tv plus yeah i'll set that one out (laughs) (laughs) be honest i just pictured your face on the robot spongebob yeah maybe i don't feel like it yeah pretty much (laughs) just me uh, we got a new trailer for Studio Trigger's Delicious in Dungeon. The anime series releases in January 2024. I know you're a big Studio Trigger fan. I do like that. Um, Quentin Tarantino says he will cast someone he hasn't worked with before as the lead in his final film, The Movie Critic. It's going to be somebody in the 35-year-old ballpark. I do have an idea of somebody I can imagine doing it really well. 35-year-old ballpark. It's, I'm assuming going to be a male protagonist? What did he say? I'm not sure. I'll have to ask Christian, because he definitely would know. Um, well, again, Tarantino has had both male and female protagonists in his film, so I can't definitively say, you know what I mean, whether it be one of the other. Nicki Minaj, Aqua, and Ice Spice perform a new version of Barbie Girl in Greta Gerwig's Barbie. I'm both excited and terribly nervous to see how that's going. Dylan, here is your ready-to-feel-old moment because we weren't even alive when this released in theaters. Save it towards the end, too. You're a real real good guy for that, but go ahead. Ruin my day. (laughs) 40 years ago today, as we record this on the 25th of May, Return of the Jedi released in theaters. 40 years ago? 40 years ago. God. That's crazy to think that that movie is that much older than us. When you put it in perspective like that. Because I'm only 27. Yeah, I'm 29. Yeah, exactly. The movie's a whole 13 years older than me. Colin Farrell speaks at the picket lines for the WGA uh, strike. Quote, it's a testament to the arrogance of those at the top that these people are now out of work because they are doing the right thing. Hell yeah, brother. He's, he's, in, he's in it. He's one of us. One of us. One of us. Would love to have Colin Farrell on this podcast. Um, 
all episodes of Love and Death are now streaming on Max. Maybe one day we'll be able to watch them. The uh, is- <laughs> yeah, they're all available now. And then Quentin Tarantino on what's next after he stops making films. I could do a TV show. I could do a short film. I could do a play. All kinds of things I could do. But I'll probably just be more of a writer. Interesting. The Safdie brothers are splitting up for their next film with Josh Safdie set to direct their new Adam Sandler and Ben Affleck movie on his own. Interesting. We got our new international poster for Across the Spider-Verse, which looks absolutely gorgeous, and I need the actual poster because it's unreal. I need it. Uh, Jack Quaid has been cast in Companion, a new sci-fi thriller produced by Zach Kreger. Okay. Uh, a Creed sequel comic will release on June 28th from writers Latoya Morgan and Jai Jameson, artist Wilton Santos, and creative director Michael B. Jordan. The comic is set 10 years after Creed 3 as Amara Creed sets off on her own boxing path. Uh insert robot maybe not <laughs> i kind of like this approach though where we've talked about this stuff. it's like there's a lot of stuff that gets made as like movies and shows and it's like why do we need this why do we need to keep dragging this along i like the route of hey we don't need to make a full-fledged movie about this and continue along this journey right now let's do a comic book let's do a a, a graphic novel like i like that kind of crossover that's there that's true. I, I appreciate the that aspect of it. I, I I would agree. It's just from a standpoint, I don't per- personally want to watch it, but I do. I do applaud what they're doing. Tamir Morrison will reportedly star as Captain Rex in Ahsoka. Let's go, Dylan. Let's go. Love it. Love it. Our boy DJ will love this. This is one of his favorite movies of all time. A remastered 4K edition of Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill will release later this year. I'll be watching that too. That shit's awesome. Uh, Moving right along. The Fast and Furious franchise has crossed $7 billion worldwide. I thought you were going to say they're done making movies. I was going to get really happy. One day. One day. We'll get that lucky. Uh, And just about an hour ago, according to Nielsen, Ted Lasso just got its highest weekly viewership ever from this past episode. Wow. That's good for Ted Lasso. Pretty, pretty pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Hopefully next week we'll be able to dive back into Max and have access to our accounts. Uh, DJ will be in studio next week. Um, which will be very, very fun. We'll try to squeeze him into the camera frame here and uh, get him on streamer season to talk about uh, his Marvel journey that he has, has been on and catching up on everything MCU and obviously uh, just talking shows and movies and everything we're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, be sure to follow us at streamer SZN on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Dylan on Twitter at Dylan Mazzola. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple and Spotify. Dylan, say that line. The line is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the YouTube comment section. Hint, 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 hint. You are to be leaving us reviews and likes. And in those, and in the process of that, you are to leave Kyle, Christian, and I, and I guess next week DJ as well, uh, honorary guest member. Uh, something to watch. It can be a movie or a TV show. We have access, <laughs> except for HBO, or I mean, <clears throat> except for Max. We don't have access to that right now. But everything else we have access to. So let us know, and we will give it a look and a listen and a watch. And if you ignore that. That's my dog. He's got that dog in him. Uh, and like Dylan said, <laughs> go to youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Go subscribe. Leave your show and movie recommendations in the YouTube comment section. Your thoughts on everything we discussed on this episode. And uh, go subscribe. We're at 504 subscribers right now. Trying to get to 600 by the end of June, if not sooner. Uh, so go subscribe. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Smash that like button. Ring the bell icon. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube channel. 
We're on that road to a thousand subscribers as well. Where Dylan will cosplay at New York Comic Con this fall. Yeah. Your costume of choice in the comment section. I'll be watching Game of Thrones pending access to Max. Uh, and then uh, Christian has his uh, decision to make on his task at hand that he is uh, working on as well. But, but also go get your merch. PHIapparel.co code underground for 10% off any and all orders. This has been another episode of Streamer Season, the exclusive streaming platform, TV and movie podcast, except for Max right now uh, on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. For Dylan, I'm KB, the Cowabunga Boys. We'll see you next week. Peace.